The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. You're live on The Talking Point. So what we'll do is uh, we'll continue with part of the program on the show this morning. And of course, 11 o'clock, we'll take you live to uh, Minister of Higher Education, Blade Inzamande, as he gives his response, his department's response to uh, the current protests. And uh, we'll be waiting to hear if there are any long-term solutions to the problems that are being raised by students or is it going to be a case of what we have seen in the past promises being made some of those promises not being kept and therefore resulting in the situation that we are uh, seeing today before we do that however uh, we'll continue here in terms of our own program on the talking point we'll take you we'll take a look at the story and this is out of the Eastern Cape. This is uh, where the head of the Eastern Cape Treasury, Mr. Dalunklanga Machege, is going to be joining us. And they've just tabled the Eastern Cape budget uh, that taking place yesterday. In fact, I believe Mr. Machege is on the line. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Katie, and to the listeners here this morning. Tell me. You are, of course, coming from a province that is considered one of the poorest in the country, one of the most rural in the country. Talk to me about just how the approach to the budget this year was, given the needs that you need to meet. And at the same time, what I imagine is, um, you know, not enough money to go around. Thank you, Kedi. Um, it's uh, the... It's, it's been a difficult budget, um, call it uh, one of my hardest budgets I've ever done uh, over the years. Um, it's crafted under difficult conditions. You know then the impact of uh, the pandemic, uh, which led to some of the resources being kind of affected, uh, taken away, if you want to call it that way. And also um, realigned, of course, for, to respond to the COVID-19. And furthermore, you know then that uh, the country is actually indebted more in terms of uh, from the cross domestic product point of view. It's highly, it's close to about um, uh, 83% uh, in terms of um, 81% in, in terms of that debt. So it means then the sustainability of the fiscal is kind of a challenge. So as the province, we lost 28.2 billion over the next two years. And now it's not even a gain in that kind of thing. We needed to, to now to find a way into balancing some of those things from a resourcing point of view, while continuing to, to provide service delivery imperatives, mainly through the social sector, uh, which we've given about 79.5. We also needed to provide a level of economic uh, recovery, in a way, uh, into the economic sector, which we've given about 17, 17%. So we continue to be doing those. So we think that from what we had, at least there is an element of a balancing act. We all know then that um, the mainly the budget is crowded more by the COE. And that is why it has more or less, you know, um, uh, the cuts that came through uh, from national affected mainly on the COE part. Uh, it in, I think the element which is being pushed is to say that if then the province has got about 66% on COE, it means then that we need to kind of sustain that approach, uh, at least manage it into instead of investing more and then able now to provide those resources for other service delivery imperatives. Uh, so so uh, where do the priorities lie then for the year ahead? As as you're saying, it's been the most difficult budget you've had to put together. 
Uh, taking them that uh, you said, uh, Kathy, that we are, it's one of the impoverished provinces uh, historically. You know, it takes that kind of a, a tune into it that uh, it's one of the provinces which is um, uh, uh, diverse in maybe. Mr. Majeke? Yes? Hi, we, we lost you for a bit there. You can continue now. I can hear you again. Okay, no, th- thank you. Uh, I'm saying that it's one of the um, diverse provinces in terms of now its land in ter- and also in terms of uh, the population which we are having. And also historically, we've been impoverished, as you've indicated, from poverty level. So which means then that it's important to look at some of those areas like uh, uh, roads, it's one of the things looking at in some of the social sector elements, that is education and health, because it's important to determine those social determinants into it. And furthermore, um, we need to look through the, the part of infrastructure, you know, looking at some of the digitalization, the, the broadband, which we want to emphasize on as we move forward. And also, you know, we've got a greatest opportunity in terms of now agriculture. And it's one of the things which we needed to look at in how we invest in agriculture in order to create more jobs. We've got almost got about 800, uh, 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 you know, wild coast area which we can develop even further. And furthermore, I think with the opportunity which we could have from agriculture, we think that it can create much needed jobs into it, both in terms of now from an animal and plant uh, production level. And we think that with those kind of investment, it will go in greater level in, in improving the livelihood uh, in Eastern Cape. And that's why we'll more look in some of those public infrastructure projects, which are actually doing in order to focus in terms of, uh, of the delivery. And that will help us at least to move uh, to the positive trajectory, which is actually there. Of course, we do look in terms of now into the manufacturing, also utilizing our special economic zone. Uh, in order to deliver some of those particular mandates. And of course, um, uh, in the areas of ocean economy, you know, we do look, for example, we're getting close to about 123 million in that. And also, um, taking that uh, Eastern Cape has got uh, natural endowment, you know, natural one, which is more or less untapped in in relation to that. It has got greatest opportunities of tourism and at a less cost to any of the provinces. Um, in South Africa, and uh, and of course we know that we are not even told on that matter, and and I think we, we feel that some of our areas have been underutilized, and um, if people could come through to the Eastern Cape, they will realize that kind of area. So we've invested close to about 31 million in order to resuscitate some of our game reserves, in order to attract more tourists, and that will also create um, a sustainability within the, the province. And also we've looked in some of the uh, township and rural economies, we've realized that I think township, there are a lot of our, especially our uh, um, uh, Afghan brothers were actually there. We think that if we could resuscitate those, it will help in a greater deal. And that is why we also look also at the small town revitalization as one of the projects, which we, in terms of now as continuity in order to resuscitate as we move forward. Uh, I think uh, mm. just, oh, oh, just a few. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, one one of the, the challenges that you also face as a province is that you have a lot of spillage of money that is spent sometimes in projects that, ended up, that end up being wrapped up in corruption. Now, what are the mechanisms that you as a province are going to be put in place that even this very little that you have doesn't end up being squandered as we have seen before by those who are simply 
you know, wanting to take advantage of the fact that they are in a position that gives them access to these monies and those monies end up in the wrong hands? Yes, uh, thank you. I think as the province now, moving forward, um, taking the tune also from the premier statement and also some of the action which have happened recently, we want to build a capable and ethical uh, provincial state in terms of now, which will kind of uh, be, you know, be free of some of those things and focus in terms of the delivery. That is why now we are enhancing the issue of project management. We've got now resuscitated further the project Kaulesa in the office of the Premier, which is going to be looking in terms of now on the project implementation and monitoring thereof. And I think similarly, we also checking some of those things. We uh, the issue of conflict of interest. It's something which we've taken at greater length now. It is with the executive to make sure that no official is sitting with the state. In actual fact, we've even engaged National Treasury to just take away all those people who are, uh, I mean, uh, uh, public, who are public servants who are actually on the system, so that they actually don't reflect as part of the employees who are actually on the system. So it's part of those. And but the critical part is the consequent management when something has happened. You know, we need to kind of uh, action those things. And that is why we also enhance it further. We even playing part to SCOPA, that is standing committee on public accounts. Together, we've had an agreement now with law agencies in order anything else which we're seeing that is untoward. We immediately kind of report to those law agencies for further investigation. So that helps us in terms of cleaning up the kind of a system which, is, which we think that so that the perception and also the reality of some of those things come into into a positive sense to our public service because it's critical taking as you said um uh, Kathy, that uh, with with these dwindling resources um it's important that every cent is used in, in in you know appropriately and there's value for money into this and within that with time this is going to be coming in and it is ripping in within the system through the the the, the controls which are enhancing in the system. So, so what, one of the areas where the province has serious challenges is in that of education. We have seen, um, you know, money allocated towards improving education in the province, whether it's by way of the introduction of better IT systems. We've seen money go towards projects in the hundreds of millions of rand. And yet when we look at the results that are coming out of the Eastern Cape, it doesn't seem that that money is being well spent because there's, there isn't a, a tangible change in the output of, of the results in, in the Eastern Cape. How are you going to change that? Because at the same time, you still have areas and schools that remain in a very dilapidated state and there isn't money going towards that to improve it or rather if there is money going out, it's not ending up where it needs to, to be. Thank you, Katie. Let me appreciate that question. Of course, I expected that question <laughs> one way or the other. You know that education is the pillar of um, uh, for any country, and even for the province, into it. And it's important that we invest on those particular learning, including the uh, the enablers. Of course, the issue of infrastructure is something which we focus on. Uh, we need to acknowledge that we have had a significant backlog for the province in itself. Intent, and that is a historical element. And that is why, as a province, 
we got the biggest share in terms of now the the ACID program, which is the accelerated program in terms of now the infrastructure into it from the uh, basic education. We got the lion share in terms of the delivery. And at the same time, we've allocated part of the education infrastructure grant, looking at those particular things. But uh, we will not be touching each and every kind of areas which are actually there. But I can tell you now that there are areas which will touch in, which will make a particular impact. Maybe it's those ones which are not in terms of now being alluded um, uh, different into it. But of course, we acknowledge, we have to acknowledge that there are some of the areas which we have not reached to. And I think it has to do with the resourcing, uh, which is actually the, that we cannot be, it's limited resources which we are having. But, 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 you, but we, you're still sitting as at a province. Yes, there's, there's limited access to resources, but you're still sitting at a province with irregular expenditure, um, you know, that can run up to the tune of $2.5 billion if we're looking at the Auditor General's latest um, MFA report into the state of of, of of the province and its municipalities. So, you know, and, and so sometimes it's not just the, the fact that there's no money, it's that even the money that's there is not necessarily being well spent. Yeah, I was going to go there, Katie, mm. uh, on that, mm. in terms of now. That's why you will see that some of those cases are all not recent cases per se. It's old cases which are related to the, they, they are, but we are dealing with those particular ones. But that's why I was speaking to say the issue of the value chain of delivery is something which will now uh, enhance it further in order to make sure that we deliver what we're looking for in line with the plan, in line with the program of action of uh, provincial government. And I think these, that's why we now have created more or less a, a, a helicopter view of some of those project implementation, which will make sure then that those have a desired impact on those particular areas of delivery of infrastructure, including the particular schools. And I think those are the things, what we now enhancing the issue of identification of those which have not followed a proper process. Remember the critical issue is the proper process of procuring into it. And I think that's why now we invest in proper supply chain in order to enable the department to not to do some of these irregular appointments which are actually there. And that will make sure that the effort of delivering then is actually tuned to what we are looking for. And I think those are the things. And when we find something, we do something about that. And I think the lesson will come from doing something on those particular impacts. But I have to say then that I think the investment which will come, sometimes the investment will not realize as an immediate effect. It will come in the over a, a medium to long term. And I think we think that the investment which we've done, especially on the ICT one, is in education, for example, you know, we think that in the next two to three years, we are going to see that particular impact. I said, remember, this is one of the provinces which suffered from an infrastructure point of view, broadband, you know, the digitization of it and the connectivity for even those kids were not there. And I think with the drive which are having, it's going to have that particular access. And now they will be able now to access some of the information remotely. And I think it's important, they always say that knowledge is power. And now it's important that these kids are able to access that knowledge, you know, not because of the, the teacher. They could be able to teach to kind of get that information from themselves. So we think that through those particular learning outcomes, it will enable us as a province to move the trajectory, you know, into a very much even positive and but over a sustainable period, not even for a short period of time, just mm. for short intervention.
Let's leave it there for this morning. That was the head of the Eastern Cape Treasury, Dr. Dalun Tlanga Macheke.